podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Cop Update. I am Gav. This is the LFC Day Trippers and you're all very, very welcome to the first Cop Update of the week. Um, I have started this show five minutes late. Um, <laughs> I just lost all track of time, to be perfectly honest with you. And um, I just got lashed out of it. Gav's putting cans in the freezer. Gav's picking out his fleece. Um, Jesus, you're absolute sticklers for time. Um, Daniel Doss says, wakey, wakey, Gav, the Venga bus is uh, is coming. Um, sorry for being late. Um, I just lost all track of time doing something else. Um, we're going to talk more about the Carabao Cup and more reaction on that. And we're also going to talk about the chances Liverpool have of completing a quadruple. Um, it may, it may, um, <laughs> Red Steve says he's gone with the beard extension one, i.e. the fleece. Um, yeah, listen, I just put this on to upset you. You know this. Um, Five minutes late means five dislikes. Yeah, probably will happen. Probably will happen. But look, we're definitely going to chat around the Carabao Cup because we've done a brilliant show on it last night on the Fat Back Four. We did have an hour or two to digest it before we done that show. And we've had a further whatever amount of hours um, to have another looker last night because I did. I went back and watched the whole thing again last night. Um Want to have your thoughts and your reactions. We didn't get to read out as many comments as we liked last night because it was just crazy. And the chances of a quadruple, you know, I, I keep saying about it. Um, Liverpool are in for all four. Um, I believe we can do it. And until we can't, why not believe? But I want to know your thoughts, honest thoughts, on the chances of doing this. Um... Well, one, I seen the Champions Wall this morning, and um, that's been upgraded, but it looks very updated. Or what I picked the picture I seen had it updated. Liverpool are one trophy away from 50 major trophies, which was nice to see. Um, ninth League Cup yesterday, which gets our record back. I only realised because City had gone level on eight, hadn't they? Because they'd won it for the last eight years. Um, but that, you know, that gets us back on top of City with regards to League Cup. And it was just a great day yesterday. It was a great night last night. It was a great show we'd done. We had a great time talking about it. And you know what? Um, this is the day you're in it for. Um, I'm still absolutely buzzing after yesterday. Just the way it happened. The balls Liverpool showed. To be honest, the balls they showed, you know, was was unbelievable. Um, and Chelsea, in fairness, showed uh, a lot of strength on what they were doing as well. You know, you have to hand them. Two teams were involved in what I believe is probably the best nil nil you will ever see. Um, it was just outrageous. Um, hi, Gav says Johnny. Great to see the show live for a change with coffee and cake. Oh, um, I'm not a coffee drinker, but cake. Let me know what the cake is. I'll be I'll be absolutely um, into it. Ibuprofen is a great thing, says Red Steve. Oh, he was feeling it this morning. Is Kepa subs the worst in history? He came over two minutes, conceded 11 goals, and misses a crucial penalty. Um, I think it's a weird one. I think they overthink it. I genuinely do. Why? Tuca comes out afterwards and says, oh, well, you know, um, kept it slightly better in slightly better in penalty situations than um, Mendy and I'm kind of saying to myself yeah but 
Mendy's been in the game, played really fucking well. Makes a brilliant save for Mane, like a brilliant save, you know. And you're bringing a fella in cold, and then you're seeing the actions of Kepa, which was, like, I've seen them back now, like, especially when, when we're waiting for penalties and stuff like that. You see the actions of him on the line. He's like, um, he's like something you'd see at a Christmas fucking uh, play. For kids, you know, jumping around, all, um, hiding and shit like that. And instead of just concentrating on being a goalkeeper, he was doing more moving around than actually try- attempts to save the ball. Whereas you look at Quivey and Keller, Quivey and Keller goes in, focused, knows what he's in, and he's in the game. He's in the game. It's not adrenaline absolutely pushing him where it would be for Kepa. He's in the game. He knows the situation. He's been used to it for, you know, two hours of football. Um, It's just... It's just a bit mad what he done there, and I did see comments at the time, you know, and you can hear, you know, is this, is this a, a psycho- psychological masterstroke and stuff like that? And I'm like, mm, yeah, you, I'm not sure, because when you actually look at him, Barcanates, I don't think he gets close to many of them. He goes the right way for Trent, but it's past him. He actually stands on the post for Virgil Van Dijk, and Virgil Van Dijk still fucking scores. Um. It's a bit mad. So, look, um, on Kepa, it didn't work. I'm hoping it was Tommy Tuchel trying to be too clever. I really am. Um, but me, me, me head tells me that that was pre-planned. And it wasn't trying to be too clever. It was just pre-planned. But um, the game that Mendy was having, I just couldn't see. Um, I, I just couldn't see what he was doing I really couldn't let me read out some stuff um, Gav the players want to quadruple have you seen Trent and Salah post about it says Ali I haven't um, Kieran B says Kepa ballooned it. he absolutely did uh, let me see Mendy would have saved one at least as Kevin Ball I just think when you have a goalkeeper that's in in the moment in the game you know 120 minutes of it feeling good hasn't conceded yet why do you take him off to bring a guy in that's bouncing about and, you know, like, I just don't see it. So, maybe, maybe they just, they went on data and stuff like that. We'll have to wait and, you know, we'll have to wait and see if anything else comes out about it. The only thing I've seen is too could say that he felt that Kepa was slightly better than Mendy in penalty situations. But you have to, you have to read the situation you're in, the live situation you're in. And I, I think Mendy would have done okay. And it's proven by what Kepa does. Independently sure, which is fuck all, but um, lose the, the FA of football. Um, just coffee and toast for me, says Red Steve. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Yeah, fair enough. Um, again, not a coffee drinker, so lost on me. Toast, I'm all over. Like a bit of toast. I'd have feared from M- M- Mendy more the shooter. Mendy was excellent, Jesse Chris Brack. Yeah, like, it's all just a guessing game. That's all it is. And, you know, you can't tell me that Kepa is up there and he's he's reading the minds of these players and stuff like that. They have all the data as well on, on where players go, where they may go. Now, we may not know much on, say, a Trent Penno or a Van Dyke Penno or indeed, you know, Canate, blah, 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 as it goes. But they're giving all the data in the world, you know, and, and so are Quivy and Kelleher. So... When it comes to, oh, he's a brilliant penalty stopper. You're kind of going, 
he's given a load of that and he probably goes the way that they've, they've discussed before. And if he gets there, he gets there. The player bluffs him, bluffs him, Grant, you know. But I don't, I don't see... I don't see the mat the 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 big thing in that move, but we move we move on for it. Um, it's a pecan slice thing, says Johnny. Oh, that's what he's having cake with. Oh no, no thanks, not a pecan slice. Four for three fifty and done. Yeah, that's worrying, and um, that price is worrying as well. Uh, I'm um, I just thought yesterday show we need to improve our midfield, says Mark Cavanagh. I thought our midfield apartment for Binia were outplayed yesterday. Um. I thought from 15 to 40, I mean, it was really good. And then Chelsea got a bit of a move on it. And then second half, Chelsea started really well, but I thought Liverpool come back into it again. I, I just thought it was very hard to assess yesterday because it was a real case of you have a go at what we're doing or, what, or we'll have a go at what we're doing, i.e. Liverpool controlling it and looking to probe. And then Chelsea will have a go at what they do and break. And they cut out the midfield an awful lot of the time. They, they hit a front man, they get runners off them, and then they go from there. So I think, um, I'm not saying the midfield doesn't need strengthening, but I think it's a very hard one to assess yesterday. Um, afternoon, all still buzzing from yesterday. The four is still on. Kepa thought he was playing GAA when he hit it over the Barca's so Scott's mates. Yeah. Um, let me see. The, the, Vir- the Virgil van Dijk one was mad. Um and Chris Brax says, after watching it back, I love the VVD pen. Kepa stands over to one side and VVD just looks at him and smashes it past him anyway. It was mad. But but you see, that's the thing. If you're going to stand over there, you better save it if it comes that way. But this is what I'm talking about. This isn't a fella that's reading people's minds or out psyching people or, or doing anything of the sort. He's literally standing over there and Van Dijk still scores. You know, I'd have saved that. If he was actually watching what was going on? He would have saved the Blues too busy bouncing around and moving around and like the fucking court jester. So there you go. On another day, Keller gets the three of those pens. Yeah, but maybe. But I think Keller is using information he's being given. And between him and probably the goalkeeping coach or some member of staff, they're making the decision, you're going that way for him, you're going that way for him. Unless something radically changes where he sees something different. And he does that and he gets close to some of them and eventually doesn't have to save them because one goes over the bar and one goes over the bar is as good as a save because it doesn't go in the goal so there you go um, quadruple Gav says Tor yes 100% and do everything in the derby to plunge into the abyss things we probably have stopped after that because it wouldn't get any better yeah I did say they cancel football Liverpool win the quadruple um, I absolutely uh, think they would it would have been funny if Kepa conceded in the 120 minute dropping the ball in only after being on for a minute well it would have done everything for our nerves so we didn't have to look at 22 penalties but I just I just I don't know I don't, I, sometimes I think this bringing a goalkeeper on for this is a nonsense to be honest with you um, Fabinho's was Kieran's fave yeah great penalty um, there were so many good ones like we tried to go through them last night, but Milner's is a good one. Um, Fabinho's is brilliant. Origi's is really good. Trent's is good. Van Dijk's is good. Elliot's is brilliant. Canate's is a bit lucky. Quivin um, Kelleher's is, is really good. Andy Robertson hits a good penalty. You know, when you go through it all, like the, there's some really, really good penalties there. And from the Chelsea side as well, they were really, really good. Let's be honest about it. Um, to take Mendy off... Um, for that game is terrible decision from your friend have you got got what he deserved I think it's a pre-planting but look let's get off Mendy and and, and Kepa forget it they, they've they, 
they're not any of our business anymore <coughs> unless we get them in the Champions League but what are our chances of this quadruple what are our chances of this quadruple um, I want to know what you think because I think we still have a great great chance and what I wouldn't be I wouldn't be um I wouldn't be discussing it if I didn't. I'm not I'm not doing it just to fucking wind people up. I hope someone watches that thinks we can't and they all get upset. I genuinely think um I genuinely think we've a really, really good chance. I did read something um about Harvey Elliott though. And it, it came up on my phone there. I don't know I don't know what I'll have to go and find it. But basically, um Harvey Elliott has someone written to Harvey Elliott to um to have a go at him about holding a flare or something along them lines. I, th- I think I've seen something like that. Um, but oh, I don't know. It's a bit bleeding mad. Um, let me see. Let me see. There's loads of comments there. I'll try to get a few through a few of these in a minute. But what do you think our chances are? Um, Ali, uh, Doomsday says 10%. Okay, 10% chance. No worries. 29 likes for the hundreds. Give Tokes his 100. Um, yeah, we're on 72. There's 140 people watching. If you could, uh, that would be great. What is Elliot's best position? I always thought he would play across the front tree. I have my concerns about midfield. Yeah, I know he's only, he's, he has time. He's only 18. Mark says midfielder. He's definitely a midfielder. Everything about him tells me he's a midfielder. Technically, um, I don't know what the worry is in midfield, though, Mark, because um, he's not the biggest fella in the world, but there's so many players that play midfield aren't the biggest player in the world, so there's no issue there. Um, he he holds the ball well, he carries the ball well, he sees a pass, he walks, he gets his foot in. All he has to do is all he has to do is um, keep playing, keep keep trying, keep improving. And, you know, we're still looking at a very small sample size with regards to Harvey Elliott, you know, which is more or less the start of this season um, up until he gets injured against Leeds. And for that little portion of the season, we've seen what he can do in midfield. Never had a concern about him playing. Never had a concern about midfield. And I think he'll grow into it. The only thing he needs to grow into midfield for me is goals and assists. Because the position he's playing in, I believe, is the most forward thinking position in Liverpool's midfield which is the right hand side of that midfield tree so Harvey Elliott doesn't concern me in any way playing for Liverpool in midfield whether you start him bring him on as a sub whatever you want and regardless of what game it is but I would say that he will need to he will need to improve his goals and assists but it's still his fourth season as an 18 year old coming into Liverpool's fourth team squad so you have to give him plenty of time I wouldn't play him across the front tree You'd only look for defenders to be all over him and try mark him out of a game. I think he gets a bit more freedom in midfield to find space and do things. And all we're all, he's been absolutely fine. No bother. Uh, Elliot will be a midfielder. The concern yesterday with Elliot was his off the ball walk wasn't helping Trent out enough. But very exciting player to have in our squad. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, let me see. Um, I did see something about the flare. I think it might have been Chris that said it. The FA have written to him with concerns about running on with a smoke bomb or flare. Fuck off, you know. Jesus Christ. Um, could you write to other people with, about different things that you do instead of Harvey Elliott? Jesus Christ, it's absolutely ridiculous. This is what you're up against. Um, let me see. Damien says, for all the positivity, can you spend a minute considering if Klopp has become more conservative versus City and Chelsea in the last few seasons? 
remember when we would go at them. Um, yeah, I do remember when we would go at them. But I think we went at Chelsea quite a bit yesterday. A lot of Chelsea stuff yesterday comes from the fact that they're playing on the break, which means Liverpool are going at you. You know, when you look at the stats from yesterday, like Chelsea are coming across here as hard done by. Um, Liverpool had 20 shots to 11, did 55% of possession. They had 505 passes to Chelsea's 414. They had six shots on targets to Chelsea's four. Um, you know, they... Like they two hundred and fifty six passes in Chelsea's half, over half the passes in Chelsea's half across one hundred and twenty minutes. Um, sometimes, yeah, you can find Liverpool a bit conservative, but you have to remember, like Liverpool are a brilliant football team, but so are, so are Chelsea at times, and so are City most of the time. So you have to you have to balance it out at times. You know, if we if we went out there yesterday. And absolutely went for Chelsea, all gung ho. Chelsea would have loved it because they want you to go all gung ho. They want to leave as many gaps as possible, and they do us on the break, particularly us. I think they see that's their best chance. So I think, um, like I, I just, I just look at it and he gets the results. <laughs> you know, that sort of way he gets the results. But I know what you're saying. There is a bit more conser- conservatism there, but I think at times it's needed where you do look to control a bit with Chelsea, but you have to hold a little bit back, simply because that's the way they want to play. You know, if a team aren't getting out, if a team aren't getting out, you can absolutely have a go at them. But Chelsea like this. This is the way they get out. Um, This is the way they like to get out. Uh, Let me see. Alisson in training is like Keith and the Brentford game. Alisson to Kelleher. Did I tell you the time I scored a last minute win at Kelleher? Was it a pen? Oh, okay, yeah, Keith and Brentford are still going. Um, let me see, let me see. Um, Salah has changed his run-ups to pens, and I love it. Yeah, it looks like he's shortened them a little bit, and they aren't as bendy. Um, he's just more or less three, four steps, and bang, he's hitting it. Uh, Zachary says the Diaz compilation from yesterday made... Um, 15 no look passes, absolute flair player. I thought he was great. I thought he worked really hard as well. Um, we we waxed lyrical about him last night, and rightly so. I thought he was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, match says the midfield was loose yesterday. Didn't really work like how it should. Yeah, I do agree with that. I think I think Thiago was a big loss to it, um, because of the way we were going to look to play. But Kate to come in. I thought Kate had done all right. You know, I, I wouldn't be going, oh, Kate was absolutely shy. I don't think he was. I think he was okay. Um, but Chelsea like to get at you when you're in midfield. They like to try, they like to sit and let you get so far and then try to hit you and turn over and get beyond that midfield very quickly. Um, but the midfield, yeah, I, I think it's very hard to assess. I think it was a mad, mad game. I really do. I think it was a boring nil all where there wasn't much chances and they didn't do much and we didn't do much. You could assess it a lot easier and go, look, that midfield didn't get control of it and we were under the cosh a little bit. And then when we got it, we didn't use it and we didn't, but that's not true. We got, they got chances, we got chances. It was very, very fast paced and it's probably one of the harder ones I found in a long while to assess. Maybe because it was a final and maybe because, you know, it's, you're caught up in all the emotion of it. Even watching it la- back last night, I just thought it was a mad game. I genuinely did. Kovacic has a really good game for Chelsea, but then at the same time, you look and Liverpool get beyond him quite a few times. 
you know, the sort of way. I didn't think Kante was great for them. Um, but he still sticks in there. You know, the sort of way. It was just a mad, mad game. Um, Gav, have you seen the uproar because we built the anthem? Says Antico. Yeah. Um, what did he want? We d- it's not like this is a new thing. You know. And Liverpool seeing you never walk alone. Most of the time through it, don't they? So, um, but look, don't be minding them all. They all just fucking want something to moan about. Um, you know, it's 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 just one of those things. Just leave them to it. There's no fucking point in, in engaging this sort of shit. Um, let me see. After the first 15 minutes, we battered Chelsea for the remainder of the half, expect, uh, except they broke on us uh, just before halftime. Yeah. <coughs> and then it kind of went second half where Chelsea came out of the blocks again quick and then we kind of got it back and then they got it back and then extra time can go wide away you know the sort of way uh, loved Klopp's comments when asked about Kelleher starting he said he was a coach and more importantly a human being he was definitely starting yeah I read that out on the show last night that was a lovely touch uh, 9 likes till you hit a 100 that's the update for the Reclaimer um, so if you're in here and you're watching and you're liking it hit the like button and um, Reclaimer will sh- stop moaning when it gets to 100 um, let me see we used to have clients scared Sacco Moreno at the back we had no choice but to go for it because we weren't keeping a clean she says Red Steve I think losing Thiago had a massive impact on the boys for the first 20 minutes as Reclaimer yeah I, I agree I think it t- took us time to settle and I think I think Chelsea seen it as a real lift and said here why not let's have a go at this um, early doors and just see what they're made of because we'd have done the same you know if they had a loss say if they had a loss to Conte early or, or before the game or Thiago Silva or you know one of the centre backs any of the centre backs you go let's have a real go at this for the first 15 and see what's got what's going on and they don't Chelsea done what you'd expect them to do but we looked after it um, we looked after it as the game went on. Mendy saving Mane was superb. I thought it was a brilliant save. I don't know how much more Mane can do other than lift it a little bit higher. Um, but it happens fairly quick. And um, you know what? It's it's a really good save. You just have to credit him. If that's the other way around, we're telling you that Keller has made an absolute worldie. And I think it's fair to say Mendy did there because he actually doesn't do great with the with the K to shot where he pushed it to. It comes out to Mane. Mane is in the right space he hits it well um, could he go across him I think the fact that the defender I think he knows the defender's there and probably going to slide could he have blocked it so he goes for that side of the goal hoping maybe that Mendy would take a risk and jump across the goal think he'd go across him but he ends up getting his hand to it it's a brilliant fucking save um, let me see uh, hi all what a fantastic game yesterday he said you'll never walk alone 97 that VVD pen against Kepa was man v boy um, Marshall says big up LSE day trippers definitely one of the most slept on um, YouTube channels nothing but great content we go for the quadruple love from New York Harlem deadly love it um, Harlem there you go we're in we're in we're in the houses of Harlem today Um Sam Westwood said, Gav, watch out, that pen was going to hit you. It's still flying. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea are like our Atletico light under Tuchel. The good thing is playing against them. We pick up data. Our analysts should be all over that. Um, yeah, look, the, I think they sit back. Um, Kieran B says Diaz went fantastic. So let's have a quick look at the quadruple opportunity. So the FA Cup, we have Norwich on Wednesday night. In the fifth round, which was get which was get us into a quarter final. There's some really good teams left in the FA Cup, as we know. Okay, but with the same with the League Cup, you know, once you're in there and you're in the business end of it, you go for it. And 
it's getting to the stage now where FA Cup games, I think, will be dedicated weekends, qualifying weekends, semi-final weekends. So we won't be, we'll be, they won't be kind of wedged in on a Wednesday night, I don't think. So that's a good thing. We may have to move the old, um, may have to move the old, uh, late game, I think, but we have dedicated weekends to the FA Cup, which is good. We're not going to get in a flung in. Um, oh, by the way, you're playing this Wednesday, this Saturday, and you're back on Tuesday for an FA Cup game. I don't think that's going to how it works. So the FA Cup is a really good chance. Champions League, Inter Milan, 2 nil up, playing them next next week, next midweek. Yeah, we've we've Norwich on Wednesday, we've West Ham at the weekend, and we've Inter next week. 2 nil from the first leg, fairly commanding. I didn't see much in Inter that would worry me. Um they're a good side, but I don't, I don't see much that will worry me where I'd say, you know, we won't get through that. So we're in, it looks like we're in the quarterfinal of that. So that's two cup competitions where we're in the quarterfinals. And like I said, <clears throat> there's still some great sides left in that, but no one wants us. They just don't. Trust me. No. When it comes around to that quarterfinal draw and just all the, all the people are in this, wherever they're doing it, right? And they go to news channels and it's like, team A don't want Liverpool. They, they openly come out and say, that he don't want it. Uh, Garrett Lawson is still dying. Well, that's what he gets for going out with all the other Lawsons, including Shawnee and Paddy, whose was birthday was yesterday. Paddy, so happy birthday to Paddy. Um, but best of luck in your recovery, uh, Garrett Lawson. Um, so that's two quarterfinals, right? So let's park. All you can say is see who you can draw, and we don't fear anyone. The league is the big one. The league is the big one where City get a result against Everton at the weekend and. You know, it's a bit contentious. Not the goal. You get a good goal. Um, perfectly good goal. What Michael Keane is doing, I wouldn't say he's any good at dancing. I'll put it that way. Um, but then they get that decision with Rodri, where it's a, it's, it's a definite penalty. And they get away with it for some reason. They are six points clear of us. We have got a game in hand. We need to win that game in hand, which is um, actually Arsenal on the 16th of March. And we need to go and beat them at the Etihad. All right. And then we have to match something there on in. Are Liverpool capable of winning at the Emirates to get it to three points? Yes. Are they capable of winning at the Etihad? Yes. Are they capable of matching Man City result for result for the last six games of the season? Because that's all that'll be left. Yes is the answer. Um, I think it's a huge chance to win the quadruple. I'm not saying we will win it. I'm not saying, yeah, we're definitely winning the quadruple, but I think it's a huge, huge, huge chance to win the quadruple because I think this team, I think Shiny said it last night, this team could win every game, no problem. He thinks they could win every game, they have it in them. And I think yesterday is just a little push where you go, that's one. And then you look at it, quarterfinal, you could be in a quarterfinal of an FA Cup, you could be in a quarterfinal of a Champions League, and... Like this time next week, in, in nine days' time, we could be qualified in the Champions League, qualified in the FA Cup, and three points behind Man City. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's a huge, huge, huge chance of it happening. Um, and as I said, I won't, no one will tell me we can't do it until we can't do it. You know, I won't have, I won't listen to people going, ah, you won't do that, and ah, no, you won't do that. Well, why? You'll only be right if we do get knocked out of one of the competitions, but we haven't yet. So I'm absolutely 100 percent on. Um, I'm 100 percent behind the chances of this happen. Um, match says if it's going to be a tough one, but if any team can, it's Liverpool. Um, Kieran says it's a big week. It is a big week. Um, 
it is it is a big week but that's that's what we're here for that's what we're here for um huge chance we get a nice qualifying draw in the fa cups as dragon balls um yeah we we keep that momentum going i'll be confident as tail four games um into his career with liverpool uh diaz has a medal says the reclaimer um yeah that's true and he's played in four different competitions in his four four games hasn't he uh man city have a few hard games to come yes they do and so do we so you know it's it's very very even at the top of the table but we, it is on us to beat them at the Etihad if they don't drop any more points 10 wins on the bounce now says Kevin Ball he thinks yeah I think it is as well uh, imagine Stevie does us a favour last day and he runs around celebrating says Antico um, yeah I think we might need something before the last day we definitely need we can't be going into the last day behind them because Record shows that he don't kind of fault our city when it comes to that. That was a handball from Roderick Goodison. How in the name of Bonaparte's balls did the VAR official not tell the ref to go to the monitor? Well, he shouldn't have. He should have said it's a penalty ref. End of story. Or, if by your thinking, I think it's a penalty. Um, he moves his hand away from his body to control a football that clearly hits him on the arm. Forget the sleeve and bullshit. It's hit him. If you want to go to the monitor just to confirm it, go ahead, but it's a penalty. And he don't. And they don't give the offside. They resume the game where the VAR check was from, which was Rodri in possession of the ball when he handled it. So there you go. Um, let me see, let me see. Our offside trap will perfectly, I see, but I was certainly worried a few times, especially the Lukaku one says, suck me a second. Um, yeah, that's what they're there for. And they'll stick to their, they'll stick to their principles. And the Lukaku one is offside. It's not hard. He's offside. So there you go. United will be City this weekend, Gav. Says Ali A. I won't hold me breath, Ali A. Um, because United are appalling. Um, I understand that Man City have a better run than we do. Is that true, says Paul Smith? No, I don't I don't go for this. There's so many teams that have stuff to play for against us and 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 or and City as the season comes towards the end of it. Um I think it's basically a case of Liverpool have to win. Liverpool have to win at the Etihad which will put them level with Man City. We're basically, you basically have to presume that both teams are going to win all their games, but it comes down to if Liverpool win at the Etihad and continue to win, they'll win on goal difference. If City win at the Etihad, it's over. That's the way you have to look at it. But Liverpool are right in with a chance. And City went great at the weekend, I have to say. Everton played really well and stuck to a, a system really well. But um, City didn't look themselves. But... You never know. You could click back into gear now with that, and that gives them a big push. But you could see the relief on them afterwards. They knew what should have been a game where they won and won handy. Um, it didn't happen, and they were very, very relieved. Who would you like in the qualifying of the Champions League? Says Dragon Balls. Anybody. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me who I get. Who we get in Champions League, FA Cup. It doesn't matter. You're going to have to play some deadly teams to win it. It's not like, you know, you're going to just get through and... Um, it's you just take what you're given and you and you go from there. Uh, Antico says genuinely, if we win the quad, no shows for a year as we celebrating. Um, there won't be show for a couple of days. I can tell you that for nothing. Um, but we will try to get back as soon as possible. That has been your um cop update for today. Um, and when I say update, we're just talking about Kepa, um, not being great and us having a go at the quadruple. But listen. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Coming on at lunchtime and just chatting around what's going on at Liverpool. Um, 
Goal and joy, all the content you can find with regards to Liverpool winning that cup yesterday. We will be back later on tonight with our um, winners and losers show. Don't forget our charity, Failacon. All info in the description. And if you can donate, please do. The donations have slowed up quite a bit. Um, but if you can donate, absolutely do so. And if not, share it across all your social media and amongst friends and try to get people to help us out there. It's been a pleasure. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.